relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. You're having the last little bit of my nugs right now, I'm Justin? So it's like I, you guys, let's just say this is we're welcome to Ground Local. This is uh this episode, you know who it is. You saw the thing already. It's Justin. It's the dude. Heidi ho. Uh, he neighbors. lives in Colorado. And like this week I was like, oh, we should probably have Justin on since he lives in Colorado. <laughs> Yeah, it's partly my fault we didn't do one in person, but my legs and brain well, we don't were... uh can't like tolerate a lot of activity. I don't think it's even your fault. I think most of the time when we're hanging out in Colorado, we're just hanging out and then we're like, Oh yeah, podcast. It's weird because when it's just your friend, you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm just hanging out with my friend, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we should probably record something with him. <laughs> we had a cool well, and we don't get to see you in person a lot so like i think that's yeah. like a fun thing and then by the end of you have a you have a legit pain threshold in your day and then so we don't ever with think a fail, about that with, with a fail point because <laughs> yeah i can get like open sores and stuff all that being said the exactly. last time the last time i saw you b-dub i want to congratulate you because Oh, I was at your special that you recorded. Uh, okay. Mike was always able to makes me nervous. All my friends are comedians, so when they set me up like that, I'm like, man, this is not going to be good. Last time I saw you, you're yeah, face I was like, down oh, in the gutter. I, I had a story. First, like that, that venue, that venue decision was really cool. It was a really cool venue. It's like a cannabis church, and it has all kinds of crazy colored, psychedelic ass looking, but kind of creepy psychedelic ass shit on the inside. And uh, you, you just, I, I hadn't seen you do stand up before. I just like talked to you for what a year or so. And <laughs> I really enjoyed the stand up. You told me it was going to be a little different. I'm not going to spoil anything for, you know, anybody that'll see it later, but it, uh, I think you connected with everybody in the room. And uh, I don't know if everybody knew who you were, if they were just like people who attended, attended <laughs> no. hanging out at that church or whatever, but um I thought it was really cool, and you know, I was pretty high. Smoked a good a joint good. outside before going in, and uh, I I really enjoyed your show. And I think you did a I, like you were very smooth. Uh, like some of the some of the bits, I could tell that they were like things that you had been using or or rehashing or even like improving over years, even or maybe some of your career. And then you also like seem to do like bonus material on the same bits that I've heard some of the bits that i've heard before and i've heard a lot of new stuff so i oh i did a thing out of you thank you man i mean it really and i didn't realize either till just now you'd never seen me do stand up um (laughs) other than other than like your uh yeah like video stuff stick with your dick out thing that you recorded yeah like that's i mean but that's and i just think what i do live is so much cooler than what i do and I do cool stuff that I've released, but like I work, you know, for close to 20 years as a live performer. So that's where my, my jam is. But yeah, thank you. No, I'm, I haven't seen a cut of it. I don't really want to until it's close to finally edited. Um, but 
yeah that was i did i did a thing that i was uh, it's cool it's interesting the way you've noticed some of it's really was really polished and then i did something i shouldn't have done but it worked is (laughs) i I dropped a couple lines i'd never used before and like i did it three times in the first show and after the third time i was like man in my head i was like stop doing that I was like, you're going to get one that doesn't work. Yeah. And there's no reason <laughs> to do that. Like, I was like, still performed in my head. I was like, stop it. Stop. Yeah. yeah I know it feels, it's, it's, a, it's like getting away with something. That's what that felt like. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, let's keep going. But the 40 year old in me came and popped in my head and was like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut up. I, uh, I, I don't have like a background in performing or anything, but I feel like I've connected more with my ability to create art or to kind of feel it over the last, since I got hurt, especially. But when I would go on tour with Sturgill, I would be able to watch their band and see just the little nuance of emotion in, in every song or every part of every song. And I saw them play the same thing over and over. And, uh, and then once, once you're friends with someone too, and they're performing, you, you know how they are on a regular basis and then you can kind of see them in performing mode. So I don't know. It's just really interesting observing different forms of entertainment or performance or, or art coming out in different ways. And I don't know. I, I had a good time watching you. Hell yeah. I was just, I get bummed on those nights because a lot of my friends do come, but then I can't hang out. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. Like I had this weird, just you know, it's an uptown problem for sure. But like, there is a moment where I was like, I want to go hang out, but and I was so exhausted by the end. My my wife was like, "What'd you do after the shows?" I was like, "Huh? Oh, I smoked a joint with the director, and then I ate Doritos and hummus in my hotel room by myself." <laughs> Dude, I had ra- I had a, ate at a ramen place down the street from there that I've eaten at with my girlfriend. It was sweet. Oh, I got a story for you, B Dub, about that night. And you it was before you. Um, not to pill on anybody that you no. know or like are friends with that may have opened, but that particular person was opening and he's uh well I guess he's sort of local. I don't know how like uh big in the in the comedy world he is or if he's just a buddy or whatever, but he's kind of getting us warmed up just like these things do. But my friend Sean was sitting next to me, and you know Sean. You, yeah. Uh, and he was also very high. And the guy, I could tell that he messed up a setup for something he was trying to get done. And I could tell that he was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, like in the middle of it. And then he kind of like teetered, almost fell over, like metaphorically. And then he kind of was like, then he recocked it and started again. And as he was doing that, I looked, I could see Sean on the core of my eye and I looked over at him and his face, I don't know if this is a video podcast, but his face was like almost agony. He was like, like, like eyes very wide and mouth, just like hanging open, but like, kind of like almost like in a grimace. And I was like, dude, you got to stop doing that. Like you're in the second row. If he sees you, you're going to get like, you should have thick skin doing this job. But like, that would upset me if I saw someone like a, 
a handsome guy like you just mortified at like what I was doing on stage. Like I was like, his fucking mm. night's going to be over if he sees you. I mean, you most of know. my comedy tour, most of the time I've ever done comedy, it's seeing people do grimace faces in the front row. That's but, what I try and do with my comedy. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to say, it's not because you're writing normal fucking jokes. Like. <laughs> I was like, you're not up there being like, hey, so popcorn, I've made some observations. <laughs> you're up there and you're just like, so I'm, I like putting my pee pee and stuff. It's weird. And everybody, it's like, weird. Oh. You're like, well, this is the host. So that's a lot. <laughs> There's no warm up. It's like just literally like, so I stuck my fingers in there and it was like hard at first to stick your fingers in there. And you're like, Mike, no. It was a struggle to get both fingers Don't, and then all this is the free podcast too and it's five minutes in. i'm so sorry everyone this is supposed to be like the you're, one where we're trapped. like hey you're interested in cannabis but you're not sure and, uh... b-dub you're, you're traveling right now doing doing gigs regularly correct i mean yeah theoretically regularly and then, yeah and then uh what do you do when you go to a state well, I know you've probably got networks throughout your country that where you can find weed, regardless if it's regardless if it's legal or not. But do you have moments where you're like empty? Um, you're, you're black on cannabis and you don't have any. Here, yeah, I mean, not late. I mean, not lately uh, because I planned ahead because of this problem. Like, yeah. normally what I do is, like, Michigan, uh, it's, there's wreck. I went to a dispensary today. Uh, it was a goddamn nightmare to get there in the lift. Um, that's a whole other story. <laughs> like, it's just, I was telling them this week, it's already a nightmare. Just, it's like, one, it's just a travel week where you're just like, it's nothing that no one's doing. It's just a collection of, like, everything's harder than it needs to be. <laughs> so... But today I went to a dispensary because I did fly in with a couple, three or four joints that I rolled myself at home. So, but I did enough where I was like, this will get me to I'll find where I need to find something. And, and so, yeah, I, I smoked that stuff. And then today I went and uh, I got uh, an eighth of, hold on, let's see. Uh, you guys, yeah, the want... audio's not great. We apologize. We're doing the best we can with this week. Uh, well, this but... is the me and Justin show where Billy's calling in. First time, long time. <laughs> it is very much. That is, <laughs> that is, yeah, I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the front lines. Of this. There's a hurricane. <laughs> it, it's windy and wet. You're I recording the state of, me out here. <laughs> I would love to do like a radio show like you're doing from, that right from like now. 1997 but like have like sounds and shit and then because they would have people call in and to... you know they're they're in on it and they're playing a role to like piss people off and there was a crazy My friend show ben, a denver comic has a show like that it's a podcast called 98 something the rat race and he has actors and actresses and it's like he plays a, he's like all right you're listening to the zoo crew the yeah, like, like that kind of and then people call it like there's like really talented actors and stuff. You would I'll send you a link, but it also plays because it's a Denver comic who does it named Ben Roy. <laughs> so I can get you on that show if you want to call in. 
Because <laughs> also you can like every 15 minutes you have like something that you're doing. So it's always it's like directed like now we're going to play this game and now we're going to do the news and then we're going to just j- like riff off the news. Really, no, I, 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 I listened to a lot of radio when I was growing up. I was almost a sports guy in Seattle on in Seattle rock radio. It was like a it was talked about briefly. But then I got booked on a. I was dumb. I should have taken that gig at that stage of stand-up I was in or pursued it. I didn't pursue it. They were just like, you know, when I was like, would you be interested? And I was like, and then I got booked on a bunch of stand-up shows and I was like, I'm about to be a star. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, how much you made? I made like $10,000. Like, how much was the sports show? And you're like, mm, I don't want enough. It was... <laughs> I still no listen to uh, Preston and Steve in uh, Philadelphia. They're the morning radio show. And it's still, they, I mean, they've been doing it for like 25 years. So they still have the 90s vibe to them a little bit. But it is very much like a morning radio station like that. Well, it's the, a uh, heritage show is what they call that mm-hmm. in radio. Because my friend Mike Calta has that in Tampa. And a lot of them were of Howard Stern mm-hmm. of that ilk. And then like he did grew up with their audience, which is like kind of what Preston and Steve kind of did. Like they were all kind of like, what's up, you know, titties and shit. And then slowly <laughs> like my kids. And then, you know, like, so like also you talk radio- about Preston and Steve sometimes like they're people, you know, they are, they're my best friends. It is. <laughs> Well, it throws it threw me off in the beginning because I didn't really know who they were. <laughs> they and were talking like, about yeah, this Preston thing. Was talking like, about oh. this. I was like, man, who the fuck is who is the fuck? It'd be. I wonder if any of our listeners do the same thing with us. Like, hopefully, by year twenty of doing grown local, that's what I hope people be like. Did you hear that stupid shit Mike said? That's <laughs> all I really want. I think that's probably already here, just not a large <laughs> audience. <laughs> at least two at least two in the room (laughs) at least two two. (laughs) Um, and then radio also radio also went through that like change where it got really corporate i guess like the like large corporation kind of bought out most of what was it clear channel or whatever so it kind of like put a little bit of a seatbelt on some of that shock jock shit that was coming out in the late 90s early 2000s well, what it did, what they did was technology advanced to yeah. what a corporation like uh, Clear Channel was what it was, and now it's iHeart. They renamed themselves, uh, you know, kind of like the like Nazis did. Now they call themselves the GOP. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> uh, but what happened was like they figured out they can pay these young DJs like 30 grand a year in quote unquote voice track which is they go in and do the whole shift and program it in like 20 minutes and they do like oh it is a my, my ex-wife is a, was a morning DJ so I know oh, yeah. so much about this stuff and it's fascinating and it's terrible what Clear Channel did like they ruined what? like a lot of lives literally 
Well, so WMMR, which is a Philadelphia rock station, it's what Preston Steve are on. They are the only 100% 24-7 live radio channel in Philadelphia, and it's the longest-running rock one. They just celebrated their 53-year anniversary as a completely live radio station, and that shit's just not a thing anymore everything's like algorithms computers just fake yeah. shit and you know it's kind well, of they're nice probably not it. owned by a big corporation that's no they're happens. not yeah um, you know what also sucks is that like something like this we can't just play music because that would be really cool to do to just have do, like do, a stoner thing. music thing that would yeah and play play cool music but then like have your bits or whatever your like little games in between like i would do a total radio show but you can't do that shit without i don't even know Actually, how you get the licensing and stuff you, you can you know what let's talk about that later because i think there's a way <laughs> loopholes if okay. you really want to do that and you guys want to hear that listeners holler at justin too and be like do the fucking weed morning show yeah it'll um, be called 101.5 boner fm <laughs> you're listening boner to radio the future of the radio fuck. <laughs> Fuck FM. Okay, so the weed I got today. I went yeah, the let's hear about that. Um, yeah, because people were like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Radio. I mean, also our listeners do smoke weed, so they get, they understand a tangent. <laughs> so uh, I went to 315 was the name of the, I think there's the, they have several locations throughout the state, from what I could tell. And it was in Grand Rapids. I got where the hell was it? This is called like Moon. I don't know where the oh here it is. The way they do their stickers is not the same. I didn't know where the mm. thing is. It's a it's a moonshine haze. It's a tea moonshine haze. I think it sounds kind of high. That sounds kind of cool. It smells great. I mean, I didn't get to smell anything. I just went with it was mid to high. Uh, it had it had a lot of you mean because it also had the most CBD, which made oh. it the most interesting. What percent of CBD does it have? Like next to fucking nothing, but the most. Uh, do you know what I mean? We're but at least there's like something present. Yeah, and it smells great. I mean, it's for sure indoor. Uh Oh, it's got amnesia haze in it. It's from Rare Dankness Seeds, which is a good breeding company. So that's exciting. It's great. I uh, went and bought a little bong at the at the pipe shop next door. That's it was a great little pipe shop. You know, like you're gonna keep the bong, or you? It's just your temporary one. I'm gonna keep it. It's a little one. It's probably like it's probably like. I just, just didn't know if it was a burner bong you know like a burner well phone. i did that in houston <laughs> i bought one and i gave it to my friend jay afterwards but uh speaking yeah, of like, so you bought a bong and i was like it's like 25 oh. bucks houston has like a very affordable head shops because there's a bunch oh. of them and it's like 30 25 30 bucks for the bong and i was like man i used to drink and 30 dollars is nothing <laughs> When I look back at like the money I yeah. used to spend when I was boozing and stuff. So I was like, this is going to be, we put it in the green room. 
I just and everyone loved it, of course, because you walk into a green room, you don't see a bong most of the time. And they're like, where the fuck is this from? I was like, oh. And then everyone thinks you're like a little bit of a baller and you just don't explain to them like, oh, I'm not going to go spend a hundred dollars every night I'm here on booze. So <laughs> I'm saving money, you guys. And I've been doing this thing on the road where last year before the thing, I got to where I was buying glass not like big glass, just like I would go to places and buy some glass and then clean it before I got on the plane and fly back with it. And then I would have this cool collection by the end of the year. And then the ones I didn't really want to keep, but were cool, I would just give away as Christmas presents to all my cool friends. And uh, I'm going to keep doing that because I like to shop for glass. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And people love getting a cool piece for Christmas. Like everyone I sent it to, like I got the funnest text. Like, dude, that's oh, it's the best gift I got. It's like dad and stuff. <laughs> if you guys ever make it to where I live in the town, then we're uh, doing it one day. I swear shop. to God, there's a glass shop down the street, and this guy named Todd works there. And he's like, oh, hey, man. He's like an older hippie guy. And he's, yeah. he like, he loves meditating and, and cannabis and psychedelics. And so uh, we get really excited to talk to each other. But he's like fucking Chong, the way he talks. He's just, he's, he's a character. <laughs> and and uh, you, when you meet him, you'll be like, I need to talk to this guy for the next 40 minutes. Does he own the shop? No, he's just like some, he just works there. Oh, that's even, that's <laughs> There's some other interesting better. people that, other interesting people that work there too um speaking of c you mentioned cbd was in your in your flower i got some edibles that were a one-to-one -one of thc and cbg Ooh. Um, i don't know if anybody's smoked cbg by itself i haven't like dabbed it or anything with the i've been perusing the alt cannabinoids subreddit and people are crazy with that shit on there but anyway the edibles were thc and cbg so like per every 10 migs of thc there was 10 migs of cbg uh, but when i smoked cbg it was it was quite uh nice i would i want to i want to sniff i want to i want to burn that <laughs> uh if you're listening to the audio he showed Something that said CBG. On I was gonna it. say this is not a video one, Mike. You gotta yeah. say stuff. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I was gonna let him finish his sentence, but yes, I have a nice little canister of some CBG grown by Mr. Adam Jaquez. Um, so uh, yeah, our buddy from the first season. But continue remember, with your story. Well, um, what, it, Mike? Tell me what you you feel. But like, I, I feel when I when I had it one morning. It was like 10.45 in the morning. It was just like euphoric. It wasn't quite, it wasn't like a THC high. I, I, I could tell I was slightly high, but it was more like euphoria. And I remember it kind of being more from like the core of my like chest and kind of like through my body. So a little bit of a body high. And then that's kind of what I get from the edible version of THC and CBG. Uh I'm not like kind of fried like some kind of shitty edibles will do kind of I don't know they kind of make it seem like there's like there's a haze on the back of my eye and it's kind of mm -hmm. painful but uh the CBG were pleasant I just uh I think my tolerance is too crazy or the CBG decreases the effect of the THC because like I had 30 migs and I'm not really I mean I'm 
I'm feeling 30 migs of CBD or excuse me, CBG and THC, but it's just not like, I'm not like rock and rolling or my tolerance is high. <laughs> so, well, what'd you CBG, eat? Yeah. What'd you eat? Um, I've had it. I have had it in the morning. I think I had 20 in the morning, 20 well, What else? I mean, what other, I think I was fasted for that. And then there are other days where I was eating throughout, um, and then other days where I would take 20 or 30 and then like smoke on top of it. Mm. So, I mean, it's always good to smoke on top of it and do a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, the CBG isn't really supposed to get you like too high. It's actually from what they're saying, from what barely to little information that we have on the different cannabinoids is saying is that the cbg it will actually be a good brain stimulant for regrowth of nerves and other stuff like that and so like that's a big thing that they're looking at um for me personally i just like having all the different cannabinoids as isolated as possible and then just kind of grind them up together make a little hodgepodge of cbg cb uh, or (laughs) cbd and then uh thc i see why you just showed the letters now that makes sense. <laughs> there's so many letters man <laughs> do you have it do you have any flour that is bred for cbn um or, i mean so because i've only ever seen people talk about that like in dabble form i don't know if it's i had some mike gave me a gummy with some cbn because well he, well he i was he guinea pig me <laughs> and i think he you know what and he's not the first person to guinea pig me with weed stuff because what, there's, what an artist, like? there's a a and r guy and, or a research and development guy in seattle who loves when i'm in town because he's like let's see what it does to you i like this because it doesn't so I'm coming that is my favorite thing because like uh, because i'm just a weed dude everybody's always like hey you gotta try out this stuff and it's always insane spectrums of cannabis and i'm mostly just a flower guy where give me flower give me some rso um i really like they have uh the, the milligram the cbd and cbg and other milligram drinks here at the local natural uh, food grocery that i like to buy but other than that i'm just a flower dude so whenever people give me insane stuff i'm like "Ooh, i'm gonna save this for billy let's see what happens with him usually i just it's like hey i'm high again am i <laughs> i'm always high <laughs> so uh was the edible that you had b-dub from mike was it cbn only or cbn with thc and other shit there's a little had, thc in it yeah yeah it had a little bit of thc but it was mostly the end from what because alex eats the uh end stuff in capsule form a bunch and he says it puts them straight to sleep um i'm trying to remember exactly the way that was explained to me but it's extracted out of either hemp or regular cannabis so a lot of these different cannabinoids are at higher levels especially in hemp and then they'll just um extract them and separate them out at different you know temperatures of burn off and stuff like that and then do it like they're doing that with thcv right now is like the next new big thing that they're trying to do yeah um but no who knows i'm saying uh just grow the flower 
just grow some land races. Let's see the fucking terps on that. Let's see the cannabinoids on that. Ooh, I'm steering towards terps here in a second, but I want to f- finish asking about this edible. What was the dose of the CBN? And then what did it feel like, B-Dub? It felt... Here's the thing. It just... What was the dose? Do we know? I think it was like a... I don't remember the dose because it... So this is another friend who's just making weird chemistry shit. And he's like, oh, here you go. It was like blowing his face off with CBN or if it was like a, like a, like a a 5, 10, 15 or something. I think it was a two to one or something like that. And it was definitely mostly CBN. I will say that um, there's always like, and I don't like the word hangover, but there's like a residual cloudy when I wake up after I, eat edibles before bed that the cbn didn't have like the next morning i woke up i remember like waking up being like oh shit man i feel not like i slept really good and i feel not like i feel like i you know like that's that was the thing that was the only thing that like i felt like was different yeah like i slept i'll usually sleep really good on edibles unless i'm super tired yeah I know what you mean. And also like what the current research, I, we, we don't have good research on all the alternate cannabinoids and their effects on things like sleep, but THC does not as much as not near as much as alcohol, but it does disrupt particularly deep sleep because when you consume the cannabis and then go to bed, uh, it does have an effect on some of those sleep processes in the particularly the first half of the night so it kind of fucks with deep sleep and then we know that the perception of dreams increases when you come off of it so it also has effect on REM sleep but it has like different effects on the two of them Matthew Walker's a sleep expert and was oh when I one of the reasons I like cannabis if I'm being like one of the main reasons is uh I have always been like a very vivid dreamer so sometimes I'll wake up exhausted Mm -hmm. from like doing stuff like i got to where i can lucid dream a little bit which was kind of fun sweet Uh, it was it i couldn't do it for very long it was always like early in the morning when i was waking up and it's like i could go back to sleep and put myself back in the dream but i was it was you know i wouldn't feel rested that kind of stuff where you're just like what you're doing is exhausting on a subconscious level so i was but so hmm. I stopped. That's part of why I liked cannabis was like, I didn't, I'm probably dreaming, but I don't remember it or it doesn't affect me the same way. Oh, and, but I did notice as soon as I come off of it and I don't smoke as regularly, those dreams come back and I remember stuff and I'm like, oh, God, last night was t- so much crazy shit happened. <laughs> um, Moving to Terps, Mike, because you mentioned those earlier. Uh, I kind of started asking you this in our group chat, but <laughs> when you grow your, when you either buy or grow a flower, and let's say it's grown well, like uh, the organic no-till, like like you like to do, Mike, and then it has good terpenes, and we know that the terpenes are part of the entourage effect. So we we're talking about a bunch of cannabinoids. And the more varied there are, the different effects they have. And then the terpenes, we know, exp- like allow the expression of endocannabinoids or they modulate their, their effects like myrcene 
and like mangoes increasing the intensity of a THC or I don't remember any of the other ones, but some of them kind of like lower THC, almost like how CBD or CBG might temper the effect of THC. Hmm. So the, so the terpenes are important and that's why we want good weed because a, it'll smell cool. It'll taste, (laughs) smell really nice. (laughs) It'll taste really good. And, but also it enables the entourage effect to happen. So if weed, what, what, makes weed get stale in general and like and then in that process do the terpenes can they kind of like fucking what happens like do they kind of like diminish over time and if so does that change the high of like a stale weed compared to like a nice fresh one Mike I'm just so excited about this question cracked, cracked I'm excited because I don't have to talk for the next 10 minutes <laughs> well, so I had one... to take a drink, so I asked them the question. <laughs> so yes, and also, um, so one of the great things about cannabis is, um, you know, they've actually been able to see cannabis that is thousands of years old and see what happens after it. Uh, as of recently, they found uh, uh, altar in Jerusalem where uh it was like sealed for thousands of years and stuff like that some archaeologists found it and they found uh on the actual altar a branch of cannabis and some resin on the altar and i was like oh we need to smoke that so that we can understand the effects and what happens so ultimately when we're talking about cannabis and a long curing process um (laughs) in the years of potentially knowing people who may or may not have sold cannabis on the people's market. Um, there's a very distinctive smell to uh, last year's outdoor. And there would be people who would be able to vacuum seal weed, nitrogen seal weed and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe trying and keep it as nice as possible. But if you are not being very purposeful, about your cannabis is going to have a very distinct kind of ammonium smell after a year of just not being taken care of. If you are taking care of your cannabis and slowly but surely curing it, it'll last forever. But the terpene profiles do change because basically what's happening is it is off-gassing, but it's changing. Some terpenes are becoming more vibrant in it and it is changing the effects. The CB... G, I believe, is something is a cannabinoid that actually comes on to higher levels the older that the weed is. So oh, the older that it's that. sitting there, the cannabinoids will actually change within the actual plant. But you do, you get very different highs, very different smells. You know, a farmer who really enjoys his outdoor and loves it. You know, Alex, he's he'll he'll talk your ear off regularly about how much his outdoor is curing uh, a year later. He's still trimming it because he'll actually leave it on the branch untrimmed and just keep it in a bin that he's keeping, uh, you know, in a cool, dark place type of thing. And just so it's, you know, removed, burping from, it. it's removed from the plant. No, no, no. But it's, it's still on the stem. The, stem's like the stem was it out. the stem was cut off and then it's all in the stem and has not been trimmed further from that. Yeah, so the outside leaves it kind of dries over the bud, so it's actually protecting the, uh, you know, um, 
the crystals and everything. It's uh, making sure that there's not a lot of degradation because one of the other things too is when light is hitting cannabis and it's drying with light, that'll also speed up and fuck up the trichomes quicker. Whoa. So hey, my hold, hold, I have a lot of a lot <laughs> of things and I'm high, so I'm gonna try and remember them all. Let me get them out. Uh, when you said one year later. Yeah. Do you mean in that example, like where the stem is cut off or whatever the fuck? Because you were talking about a year later and in in what were the conditions for that? You said if you have last year's weed. So like in that, so, so like trimmed bud or what the, the it's spot? not it's not taking care of it. So you can even trim some cannabis and keep it in a cool, you know, dark place in a jar that you're regularly burping. And a year later, it'll smell fantastic. And there'll be different levels and different mixtures of the terpenes coming out to making it smell completely different than smoking it a month after it was cured. But people aren't taking care of the cannabis. Like I've been to places where people are like, come over, man, I got 100 pounds of some great stuff. And you show up there and it's last year's outdoor and it just smells like ammonium. And it's just like kind of browning out and just smells disgusting. You're like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. This is last year's outdoor. You just wasted my time making me drive two hours outside of town. Well, that's like, that's, that reminds me of when we were at one of the first trips to Southern Humboldt. And that, because it was like so far after harvest and all that stuff. And those, those dudes outside being like, I got ice cream cake. I got a bunch of it. I was like, it's got to be old. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that can happen and that's great. And I won't shit on people. But yeah, that happens a lot, especially in the outdoor places. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying, um, like, that was like my observation was like, oh, it's really old. It's not. I just know enough that that you didn't just get that. (laughs) Mike, do you think that? let's say that the, you know eventually federal legalization is going to occur with cannabis mm-hmm. and then the market will be saturated with cannabis because everyone will have access to it that w- that could want it and then people will try it that don't normally use it so it may get more popular let's say like a few decades down the road are there going to what would be like a reasonable advancement in the curing of cannabis because i just had this absurd thing like what if like when you get like a 10 year old whiskey or whatever you start getting these strains that have been aged for but like aged with like what in a humidifier or like just like vacuum sealed in a like a container like and they can can, they can do it leave it like that for years and it doesn't actually brown out and get a you know like what do you think is going to be a reasonable next step in the advancement of how this shit's cured? What would it look like? I can well, I answer? Can I? Answer? Oh yeah, Billy, you answer. Because I was going to ask a similar question, but then I kind of answered. My, was like, it's going to be the more research, like you said, the more research we can do on like what this, like him saying the CBG comes out a lot more later. It's going to be like why you like a certain strain and i don't we're going to figure out the more science we can put behind it and research what it does and how to manipulate it more and then it'll be yeah man i like that shit that's been in yeah you you put it in the basement for 20 years that's my jam (laughs) 
And then, you know, and I'll be like, well, anytime I've ever smelled that, I vomit. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's going <laughs> to be, like, the exciting part of it, I think. So, uh, so to yes and also on on top of that, you know, there's... Just back me up. That's all I need. <laughs> well, so one of the more interesting things, too, is tinctures, especially when you're doing tinctures, which is basically just letting the cannabis sit in alcohol until it's pulling the THC. You know, there's people who will let a tincture sit with the cannabis in it for quite some time, and then they swear that the fucks you up even more than anything it's the same way as people putting vanilla bean inside of their vodka bottles and letting it sit there for a while you know there's some of these things that we can be doing and trying out um uh, as far as also harvesting too you know there's a lot of you know what's deemed as like oh if you harvest this plant now that's the correct time to do it. 25% amber and the trichomes and everything. But uh, if you talk to old hippie dudes, they'll tell you that the same strain can get you high five different types of ways, depending upon how late you let it go, how early you harvest it and stuff like that. So the more time that we actually get to study cannabis and, you know, actually use it as more than just, you know, something to get high with, I'm sure we'll be seeing it a little bit different but as far as like large-scale production and stuff like that they've already tried doing nitrogen sealing where they do it in a vacuum seal bag and they have it as nitrogen's the only thing in there and cannabis will look great way longer than it should vacuum sealed with nitrogen but the second that you open it up and starts oxidizing it browns out at a quicker rate than anything i've ever seen it's really crazy so like uh, you'll see at some places they do little small tins almost look like chewing tobacco tins and they'll nitrogen seal the weed in there but it's usually only with small amounts like a, you know an eighth or you know a few grams or something because the second you open up it oxidizes super quick and turns brown and disgusting uh, depending upon how old the cannabis is what's quick in that scenario you know, like like a week or <laughs> yeah i've had i've had dudes who <laughs> I'm glad because in my head I was like 30 seconds. Oh no, because it was like, is it like a fucking alien movie where you look down and it's like you're like, oh no, the first stories I heard about it happening and just heard I was not involved in this, but uh people buying like a hundred pounds of weed, two hundred pounds of weed, and then shipping it to the east coast, and then they cut open the vacuum seal bags and they get ready to start breaking it down and shipping it out to their friends, and it just browns within a you know a couple of days, a week or something like that, and then you're just lost all your money. Damn. Damn. What That's why a, drug dealing's bad. Do not do it, children. It is. It's like it's like any other business. There's, <laughs> there's, Use crappy there's quality things. <laughs> Earlier you were talking about some evolutionary related things about humans uh, us finding evidence of cannabis. And it, at the time, I almost wanted religious to out. ceremonies too, people. So remember yeah. that. So, what, B Dub? What do you think? Like the first set of humans that had cannabis were uh, not not the ones where like lightning hit it and it got on fire and they were like, "What the fuck?" Like with the ones that were like, "Dude, 
there's this shit over here and if you light it on fire and you smell all that stuff it is awesome like what do you think they what was that like for them it'd be insane i have had this thought before and i've done enough like kind of hallucinogens and that kind of thing what i think it is is like if i've read not nearly enough but but i like reading native american lore and like just the different tribes and things because they were so hit to what the earth was giving them at all times i just think that they they were like it was just another thing to be like oh the, you rub that out you rub that plant after if you get too close to the hot stuff you rub that on that thing because that's what <laughs> aloe is and then they were like oh and if you know you just want to feel nice smoke that stuff because they did it on accident like because like you have to keep the males away to get the good stuff so it would have to be an accident that they noticed it was growing like that and then they were just like hey what this smells good i like the way this smells and then i'm sure they tried to eat it first because that's well there's there's an I'll straight up tell Billy that he's wrong on this one. I firmly know how they did it. No, no he doesn't. You don't tell. firmly fucking know shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in my mind, as far as like, if you go to the Jamaicans and how they make hash and everything, they take the live cannabis plants and they roll it in their hand oh, like yeah. they're making... Oh, yeah. um, whatchamacallit like they're making uh, play-doh worms or snakes or whatever they'll roll it in their hands and then have their hands full of hash and just kind of scrape it off and then they'll like eat it burn it stuff like that from being inside a 20 foot tall plants and coming out and your arms are just caked in that resin and just your hair's all stuck down I mean like I I'm sure people have ingested that first, but they're probably just yeah. walking around, rub up against it a bunch, or we're like going after a pig in a bush full of cannabis rubbed up against it and then ate the pig and was like, I'm high as fuck, man. I went over there. Like it's probably something like that. Being being one of one of like a being a primitive type person and then stumbling across some sort of thing that you consume that's a psychoactive substance, like psilocybin mushroom or something like that like that would be fucking insane because like it when i take that i know what it is and i know what it's generally you know before i ever had them i knew what it was supposed to generally do i know what it does now but like the first time that they ever had it on accident and like have you never been around someone that ate an edible and didn't realize they ate an edible (laughs) (laughs) it's funny for like 10 minutes and then big bummer they, after they, it is it's a lot of responsibility that you <laughs> you've 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 certainly uh someone's given you where you're like hey you're in charge of this human who is falling apart mm-hmm. you're like, what did you eat like, i don't know i was at a party you're like, oh no there were brownies you're like, there we go okay oh, that's so fine i mean i've My been dad is weird and you're like, oh no <laughs> 
you you need to have these thoughts and you need to sit in these thoughts it, it is but they don't want to they fight it it is a mm-hmm. it's, you feel like a little bit of a shaman too because you're like no just sit in that nope you're not going to okay all right so you guys this has been a wonderful episode and it started off like if people made you got it you had to want the information on this one <laughs> because you, you had to sit through us being like remember radio shows <laughs> <laughs> which all of us were just uh, all three of us were more stoned than we realized in the beginning of this podcast because we were like yeah man i like they used to do fart noises and people were like what <laughs> people looked. i guarantee you people looked at their their phone or their computer to me like is this grown local what is what are they talking about but god damn it i'm listening to B- the billy wayne podcast it's it's just him and them talking about <laughs> radio but god damn it no we're gonna come see you justin you should come yeah you both should just come to la how about that okay let's back. do that i have a back house <laughs> it's like the a, one where the, the, like one the weed is no that's a closet and i'm not going to say more because i don't want to tell yeah. everybody what's up so. but it yeah, was a pleasure oh, gentlemen it's always a pleasure you guys thank you so much i missed you buddy we will talk soon mm-hmm.